All right, let's try this again. Uh, Amy, can you hear us? Mm. Yeah. Oh, good, good jam though. Uh, are you there? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Hello. Uh, um, but did you guys hear anything? No, no we, we did not hear anything. Okay. Did not hear anything. All right. So let's do this. Let's uh, be fair to uh, Amy. Uh, we'll just have to the pass this week, and we'll apologize for our technical difficulties on our end uh, and our inconvenience of her. So if you want to pass that message yes. along, we're sorry. She can hear us. Yeah. yeah. But, Amy, but, the, but the fact that, that, that we can't hear could be an awkward interview. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It would, yeah. it would be not. Yeah. Awkward. Could she text you her responses <laughs> to questions and then you could read them? In aloud? an accent, yeah. Yeah, just just read them however. Uh, well, we, we, we apologize for uh, some technical difficulties uh, there. We'll, uh, we'll get hooked back up with uh, Amy on uh, next Monday. And people could hear her on the stream. Yeah, they were probably they having a conversation the with her. They, she was doing her own show with our uh, streamers, our 16 zoners. Yeah, Tracy says, I can hear her on the stream. Yeah, she's hey. probably dog cussing us. The streamer's like, yes, those guys are a bunch of... And yes, I know you All don't right. have an accent. I would read it in the accent. I heard something faint right. in the right. last segment. So we're sorry about that. Because yeah. I wanted to ask her, I think there was an important thing that happened uh, while I was away. Uh, Nebraska became Nebraska Athletics, which is uh, separate from the athletic department, became a mm-hmm. member of the $200 million revenue club Yeah, for the first time ever. That is significant in today's climate of college athletics is to be in the big dollar range. Um, if you listen closely, Trev Alberts is telling you He's dropping breadcrumbs on what the future of college athletics is going to look like and where Nebraska fits in. Being a member of the $200 million club is a key, key part of that. You get invited to the new subdivision. Well, you keep keep involved because I'm sure there's people in the Big Ten who are like, ah, you know what, Nebraska's not that, that's probably not a place for us if we're going to break apart or do anything different. So the $200 million club is nice to be in for the first time ever. I mean, that's significant for a place like yeah. Nebraska, which is a state of $1.9 The other thing I noticed when I was going through Sam's article about numbers and such is this comes with the times and Nebraska's finally spending like big boy football and they're mm-hmm. acting like a big boy athletic department, even though they've had to sift through things and cut some things. You know, they have, they have some weight out there. It's like that fatty part of the bacon. Some people like it. Other people are like, nah, you know what? I want the full bacon experience. Okay? I don't want the fatty part. You want the crisp. You got you, you to cut some stuff. Yep. Um, but you also have to spend money to make money. The fact that their recruiting budget is up 54%, I think is a step in the right direction, but probably not enough. That, that, those were good numbers to let you know where Nebraska's at and where Nebraska needs to stay to stay in the big boy club. You could say, well, they got this gigantic brand, 90,000 mm-hmm. people, facilities, blah, 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 blah. It's it's not always that. But money, money talks. So I was I I I was a little surprised to say the least that they're in the two hundred million dollar revenue. But for Nebraska, very significant. Significant and also the fact, probably not surprising, that the volleyball program again turns a revenue only volleyball program. Uh, in college athletics, that has actually turned a, a you know a profit. What was it six thousand dollars? Yeah, I mean it wasn't a lot, but it's still their expenses are high in the black, and that's where 
I also kind of look at it, and I know that there's anytime you get, I, I would say most times you get a a coaching transition in your highest revenue generating sport like football, that there can become renewed interest after maybe some people are getting a little bit tired of the old way. But again, the amount of years that have passed since Nebraska has been to a bowl game and yet you're still getting people to invest into this program, whether that's continuing to go to games, the, the gear, everything that you, you, you continue to purchase in support of this athletic program. And especially when it comes to football, that you continue to get yourself into that, that stratosphere of the revenue generation like that to me is it's a testament of continuing to do things even when the result immediately isn't there on the field when it comes to football being able to have people invested into the the future of it of the things that you're doing because it is one thing to look at what you're doing now from a win-loss standpoint but does it look like there are better days ahead and i think between Trev, between this entire athletic department but also your coaches and their vision i think that that has been a pretty clear message that people are still very excited about where this thing is going as a whole. Texter Amy uh, gets on the text line <laughs> and says, I'm not surprised they're in the $200 million club. Important to note that these figures don't include Volleyball Day. Oh, okay. But she says, but yeah, I'm interested to know what recruiting dollars looks like in next year's numbers. Well, mm-hmm. so 54% increase, and you know that's going to go up. And probably Nebraska, with where they're located, um, they're going to have to be higher than that. Here's here's the other thing. Again, you gotta you listen you listen close to Trev. He's almost foreshadowing what's going to happen around college athletics. And you look at the current landscape when it comes to NIL. I listened to Ward Manuel and Coach Moore speak on Saturday. Michigan has gone all in on the NIL. Mm-hmm. You listen to the new AD at USC, who came she came from Washington. She is all in on NIL. Trev, I think, is in on NIL, but there's the part of being uncomfortable that it's not under your umbrella. Yeah. But he's made some comments about that, but he's dropped breadcrumbs about the future of college athletics when it comes to finances compared to geography and where Nebraska has their seat at the table that just don't think that because they're Nebraska, you're going to get to sit at the big boy table because you have a 90,000-seat full blue blood program. I wonder if we get to a point as college athletics is spinning and the, the last dance in 23 before things change in 24, is will moving forward the big two or any breakaway be more on finances compared to geography. I think it'll be more on finances. So there's I absolutely do. there's where mm-hmm. the guy that's in charge in Lincoln is telling you everything you need to know without coming out and just saying, uh, this is what's going on. Yeah. Finances greater than geography in college athletics moving forward. Yeah. And I think we always saw it kind of shifting into that direction too. When you started to see the type of TV money that was coming in, but also the teams that can use that, that can take that money, that but are also able to use it correctly and invest into their athletic programs correctly, especially when it comes to football and what you're doing from that standpoint. I I think that that was always going to be a big separator. I mean, that's why we looked at other teams in certain conferences, other programs in certain conferences. It, just to use one like a Rutgers and say, okay, what are they actually doing when it does come to the type of money that they're generated from the Big Ten revenue? Uh, are they getting the same type of 
you know, that type of revenue influx outside of just what they're getting TV wise? Is that actually putting them in a position to where they're spending wisely? And you're seeing the program itself starting to elevate. You know, there's going to be examples of that that are going to it's going to come down to I, I think initially it's going to be a cut line of do you have the resources and the financial resources to be able to compete into the the hierarchy of college football when again the think about that subdivision and are you in a position to where you can set up again what was proposed from the NCAA of having you know thirty thousand dollars for each student athlete that is there because if you can't support that that's fine financially if you can't do that there are schools who can and those schools need to be able to compete against each other while other schools will kind of play back into the old NCAA format or be under their purview it's it, the, the financial component of this is king. It's, there's no question it's number one on, on the separation of the who's and you know the ones that are probably going to be playing in, in sort of a different model, or at least not at the hierarchy model, the, the, the big two as we're calling it. Amy has a great point here. Uh, when Trev and I had our two-hour conversation <laughs> last year, he talks about great. how he eventually thinks the big football programs will break away from the NCAA, and then the other sports will go back to being regional-based, which I agree. Yeah. Where you, you'll probably get back to regional conferences, that are that are geography based. Yeah, I mean it. It, it seems to make sense in, in we'll a call way. Call the Big Eight, eight schools nearby. It, well, I, so I, I've always thought about it. I, I'm, I'm very curious when the Big Ten releases the Olympic sports schedules. So we're almost through. We're we're about ready to begin spring, and then it's done. And then the 18 team Big yep. Ten is here. What do the the Olympic sports schedules look like? Not everybody flies charter. Mm-hmm. A lot of volleyball programs fly charter, but baseball isn't flying yeah. charter. It's women's soccer, men's soccer. What do those look like? Now, I when this was all proposed and we we jumped 18, I thought, all right, men's basketball, women's basketball, football, they're part of the conference. Yep. But why do the other sports have to be part of the Big Ten? Why can't they be part of a conference that includes Creighton and Wichita State? And mm-hmm. I mean, regional schools where the travel is cut down. I mean, you ask ask Cal and Stanford now that they're starting to see their schedules, how fun that's going to be. Right. What they're doing. But what? but it's finances finances are greater than geography, mm-hmm. and that's why we don't have a SEC or a Big Ten like we grew up with. That's that's that's, 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 the, that's the day. Um, Dion asked a question here. Uh, spending half a billion on a new end zone while academics has to cut back. What the hell? Why is football more important than academics? Nick, what did Sam Winters once tell the board when he was trying to get his or yeah, get his daughter back on or Bobby Collins? When's the last time a hundred thousand people showed up to watch a guy take a chemist test? Yeah, why don't you stick the bow tie up? No, okay, I'll right. we'll finish that. Now, for to answer Dion, Nebraska's athletic department is self-serving. Yeah, it is completely budgets. separated mm-hmm. from academics. Academics does not support. The athletic department, your tax dollars do not support the athletic department. The athletic department is a standalone entity mm-hmm. that be, that re, reinvests in academics. Yep. Amy says two different budgets in all caps. Yes. It's a logistical nightmare for Olympic sports. This is one of our, our this is a, a really good conversation we're having with Amy right now. I can hear her voice in my head. I've, I've known her a long time. I, I love that she is, she's participating in this. This is very good. Tracy adds for a team that has been out of the spotlight due to all the losses, they still draw TV eyes, and that is a big number four yeah, network. I totally agree with what Tracy I, that That to me is what stands out more than anything is it, it shows you the confidence in where the direction is, not necessarily what you're currently seeing which I think is impressive. I think that that 
goes to Trev, that goes to Matt Rule, that goes to a lot of the people that are in place right now of still being able to sell that future where you're going to continue to invest and see that money still coming in on this football program outside of what you're getting from TV and, and every other sort of built-in revenue. Um, Ed here emails me in the Equitable Bank inbox and the discussion about Nebraska basketball on the road. Oh. Hey, 5-0 and at home, plus 59-point differential. On the road, 0-5, minus 72. You know who has a very similar, even though they might have a road win or two here? Arizona's metrics are very similar. It's the sport. It's the sport this year. It's tough yeah. winning on the road. But what if I told you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that are completely out on Nebraska basketball because they can't win a road game, and you want so bad to relive a decade ago where there was no sit Sunday. Yeah. On March 9th. Michigan? Where 15,998 people came to Pinnacle Bank Arena and everybody stood except one lady and she became a meme and she wrote into the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Peck. Uh, what was her name? Was it Peck. Her last name was Peck. I, Mary Peck or Mary okay, Jean Peck or something. I kept something. trying to say Gloria, but okay. that's not it. All I think is Gregory Peck, but that's what, the omen. What if I told you? <laughs> I am going to be the calm guy today, okay? I'm going to say gonna, Mich- the Michigan game is going to be no sense. I'm going to I'm going to try and I'm going to try and give you a little uh little background before you pull the uh, fire alarm and mm. you uh fire up the uh, firehead.fredhoyberg.com oh, website. I'm not doing that. You guys realize how long it took the 2014 team to win a Big 10 conference game on the road? It was March in February, 3rd. right? They lost their first five conference road yeah, games. Thought I remember that. I'm it just guessing. Before they went to a Northwestern, as in February, and they won by four. Yes, it was in February. In that year, where they only played 18 conference games, mm-hmm. they were three and six on the road. They lost their first five. Tim Kruger was just in here. Yep. I would like a road win. You'd like a road win. You'd like a road win. I like road wins. He said, "Protect the home court." He's right. Not a bad loss on the road. You're probably going to get in. You might go to Dayton, but you're in the dance. Eh, I'm not as confident as he is. I, I think I think dropping a road game at a Michigan, yes. an Ohio State, or a Indiana, if you would lose all three of those, that would be, not be good. Um, to go winless on the road in the conference would not be good, even with a Wisconsin win on your resume. Just my personal preference. But the 2014 team also lost five straight on the road. So there is hope. No, and that's good context because we forget about that because everybody remembers what they did at home, which is very similar to what this team is doing at home as well. And that was the opening of of PBA. My biggest concern right now is Thursday night because at some point, one of those things is going to give. Nebraska is going to get a road victory. I I still feel 100% confident that will happen. The question is when. And yes, I think Nebraska with the games that they have home right now their best chance of losing is going to be this Thursday, and given the way that Wisconsin is playing, wouldn't shock me. But if you go into a stretch where you lost to Maryland on the road, you lose to Wisconsin, then you go back-to-back games on the road to Illinois Northwestern, you lose that stretch. Now we're talking about 0-4 in that stretch before Michigan comes home. The amount of emphasis of being home Nebraska in that Michigan and Penn State game it just heightens everything so much. It's a position where I, I want Nebraska to have sort of a built-in safety net to where if you're just having a bad day or, heaven forbid, you play fine at home, but the other team just cannot miss. The margin for error if this next stretch 
of games, you go 0-3 before you come back home against Michigan, worries me. It, it does. It truly does worry me. One game at a time, my friends. That's uh, Thursday night against a really good Wisconsin team. Thank you very much to uh, Husker Hoop Central. Great follow. Great information. Good dude. Uh, Gene Peck. Gene Peck. Okay. So it, it wasn't... I think so, I was thinking Gloria Jean. Okay, so she wrote... It, 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 this wasn't uh, surrounding No Sit Sunday. She wrote into the Journal Star, and she was upset about the Husker Power chant before games. Especially when the starters are announced. Yeah. People yeah. do the Husker Power yeah. chant. Right. She thought it was rude and unsportsmanlike. She, th- she, she said, I'm prefacing if I'm trying to remember the editorial. Uh, it could tarnish the reputation Nebraskans have oh, for being man. good fans. Yeah. Well, what about when they announced starters? She's not been to a football game in the last seven years? Yeah. People say, who cares after every uh, opposing starter? Or they're reading newspapers and turning, or they're, you know, the student sections that'll turn their back from the uh, visiting starters being announced. Like, we did newspapers and made a mess. Yeah, newspapers. Kids. And then when it's time for the starting lineup for your team, yeah. you throw it up like confetti. Yeah. It gets in your drink, in your big Scott Frost cup that's hanging behind Gary. That's going to be a yeah. game in the studio to hey, throw a paper. I, uh, awesome, I am kind of surprised that the game's not a sellout. Thursday? Yeah. Yet, uh, so Michigan was announced as a sellout last week. What else is going on Thursday? Why wouldn't you go? Mm, nothing. Really nothing. Um, you know, the Ohio State game wasn't a sellout. They did a flash sale late thursday's like the pre-weekend too so it doesn't really matter that's well, like a 7 30 yeah go to the game then go to the rail yard afterwards yeah and then friday friday you, you know you just got to get through the day on friday and then you're, you're in the weekend um well, i hit tickets and it takes me to the baseball website well you look for that uh amy chimes in from earlier <laughs> the big 10 loves nothing more and she's right than pairing nebraska football and nebraska volleyball together in the tv window yeah. people are gonna watch people will come ray people will come all right, so I'm looking here online. Um, well, really, the People only thing that is left come. is 300 level. Okay. It, 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 I am really, really surprised that, and you know, ticket prices for college events around this town and around the state have gotten a little expensive. Yep. To sit in the 300 level is still only 10 bucks. That's nothing. Really? That's a great and deal. There, it's not like there's a really awful seat. Yeah, at PBA, I know, steep up there. I know, yeah, I know when you get in the 300, it's like you're kind of over it. I mean, like it's you're not looking straight down. But it's not like you're so far back to where well, you even, feel like you're you're so far away from the action. So even to sit on the floor is only 25. Really? Really? Yeah. Ooh, I might have to look. Uh, they're playing on my birthday. I could spend my I birthday might have to get a second. I might have to get a second hundred jersey. All right, so we could be, they could sell nice. this game out. So they're still like up in the upper levels of the 300 on the, on the uh, end where uh, as close as the visiting bench, there's a lot of those mm-hmm. seats that are available. Ooh. Yeah, because like Creighton plays Friday, so you don't have like, you're not in competition there. That is a little bit... Um, you mean the J-Skers can, you know, they can... They can do both. Yeah. yeah. Make a Thursday and a Friday night game. I always laugh at the one individual seat that's left, like yeah. is in the middle of a row. It's like the one guy that's going not, not to... A, not a chance. Yeah. It's like the one guy wants to play play with your your threesome or your foursome. Like you guys Wait, care what? if I see the person that the person that buys that ticket is the person that so chooses. Watch. They're in the A boarding group of Southwest ah. and they sit in a middle seat. Yep. Yes, that's who they are. Who is that person, by the way? Like I want to I want to know more about you. The person that yeah. takes their shoes off on the plane. That's yeah, who it is. and brings in ah. like old Taco Bell. All right. Um, thank you, to everybody. Who participated today. The Super Bowl is set. Uh, we have so many more oh. days to talk. 
I don't know if I should share. Well, it pertain. Uh, Amy says I was <laughs> looking up Gene Peck, and it looks like that her life cycle expired in October. Oh, she oh, didn't use year? those words uh, oh. last October. Oh, well, there's a way to end the show. She won't be sending any more oh, editorials <laughs> to the Lincoln Journal Star. The rest, rest of our shows are dedicated yeah. to her this afternoon. Rest in peace. Crossover next.